Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. I'm your legacy newbie. It. I just forgot the intro, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> just like I was well, going to try to do something different, and then I totally spaced on what. I'm pretty sure what. So long. Pretty sure what comes next, Pat, is your name. Your ah, name hey, is hey. generally what comes next. Well, <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to that episode. My name is Patrick. I'm your. Oh, that's what it is. I usually leave with my name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. That's mm. what it is. <laughs> What's up, y'all? This is Pat. I uh, used to play Legacy, and with me is uh, Jerry. Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right, dude. I'm doing all right. Uh, coming off a big W on Sunday, man. I was gonna say you missed last week's episode because of football, bro. I hope it was bro, worth it, <laughs> bro. All right, let me just tell you. So last week, uh, both my kids played uh, the defending champs, the fe- defending Super Bowl champs from last year, a team which we both like. My older son and younger son lost in the regular season, and lost to in the first round of the playoffs last year. They kicked us out of the playoffs. So a team that we have that's like there's like no love lost between our kids and their kids. Definitely like the organization as a whole. North Kingstown is fantastic. Uh, their coaches are super nice. Like I have no issues with the program, but just it's just a grudge match every time we play. But but fuck these people in particular. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially the nine and ten year olds in particular. But no, uh, yeah. so <laughs> those little shits. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so uh last week, uh Luke's team, uh he's my younger son, they got trounced like 35 nothing. They they it was a rough game for them. But my older son, the team that I'm actually coaching this year. Uh, we held him to zero points, went to overtime. We actually, our quarterback went down in like, uh, towards the beginning of the fourth quarter. So like our offense just stopped after that. Cause we hadn't really worked any backup quarterbacks and, uh, man, it was rough. We get, we pushed him into overtime. Uh, we had our four tr- tries from the 10 we couldn't really move the ball. They had their four tries for the 10 and they just got it over the line on fourth on the fourth down. So it, we lost six, nothing in overtime to them. It was a great game. Our kids played awesome. It was just awesome. It was just an awesome game. However, it was also a super long day. So the next day I was just absolutely gassed. Uh, and then, uh, and then this week, um, both my kids, we played uh, Oakwood and just, that's a program where like they're, they so it's in, it's in Johnston or not Johnston, Pawtucket. So it's in the city and there's just a few teams that draw from the area. So needless to say, their numbers were super low. Um, and I think uh, Luke's team won 36, nothing. And my, and our team won 27 to six, I think something like that. Like we, our whole program swept this uh, swept Oakwood on, on Sunday. So, but again, it's another long day. Like, so the way football goes for us is because Luke is the junior peewee team and Liam's like, a peewee team. It's like they're on opposite fo- ends of the day. You it's like playing I mean? a, so like, a football man- match against like the local po- poetry college, like their, <laughs> their football team no, so that like, they can put up. <laughs> so like when on Sundays, like we go down to, you know, those are both away games. So we go down to the field for Luke's game. He's got to be there for like nine for a 10 30 kickoff or no, he's got to be there for eight 30 for a 10 o'clock kickoff. And Liam's game doesn't start till two 30, but he gets to, he starts doing pregame stuff at one. So like 
Luke's game ends at 1130. We have like 1130 to one to kill time. So we just we don't leave the field. We're just there from 830 to 430, you know, every Sunday. So it's just a long day. But anyway, uh, it was good, man. Uh, football's going great. We're one and one. Uh, Luke's team's one and one. Liam's team's one and one. We're uh, looking forward to this week playing the Cumberland Clippers, the junior Clippers and uh, looking to crush them last year like we did crush them this year like we did last year. So I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah. Time. Hell yeah. But that's a, yeah, that's been the majority of my time. Jerry is football. Like I'm watching hours <laughs> of film every week. I could practice a few nights a week. I got class nights a week. So, uh, yeah, it's been a busy, it's been a busy, uh, start to fall. How about you, man? How you been doing? Oh, you know, pretty good. Can't complain. Just hanging yep. out. How's the puppy? Getting Puppy's big? great. Yeah. Oh, she's getting so big. She's like 15 pounds now. Yep. How big is she going to get? You said she's miniature. Yeah, they said she's going to get 25 to 30 pounds, but she's 15 pounds already. And, and how old is she? Uh, 12 weeks. Yeah, she's going to be bigger than that because they don't <laughs> stop growing until they're about a year old. Yeah. Maybe so... a little more than. And she's got big paws. She's yeah. got she's got real big paws. Honestly, dude, you want a bigger dog anyway. I think anything under under 40 pounds is like, why even have a dog? Just get a cat, you know? <laughs> uh, like... 40 pounds is for, like... 2530 is still a pretty big size dog. I mean, my dog is my Callie is 60 and I still consider her like a medium sized dog. She's still like medium. Man. I'd rather she be a little bit bigger. De- technically, I'm not even allowed to have a dog over 40 pounds in uh, ah. my, my apartment complex. But you know what? <laughs> Listen, the good news is that you just say it's all the fur. It's the fur makes them look super big. Well, the good news is my I haven't even told them that I have a dog yet. So, you know, technically, oh, perfect. I'm supposed, technically, I'm supposed to be paying them an extra $500 deposit and an extra what? 50 bucks a month. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just not going to tell them and see how long so this goes for. $500 and, a, and an extra what a month? An extra 50 bucks a month on the rent. For what? For what? For, because you have a dog. No, I understand that. But like, what does a dog cause extra wear and tear to an apartment? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Not any more than a kid. A kid's worse. <laughs> Dude, kids piss and shit everywhere for years. No, I don't, I don't, I think, I think kids are, you know, protected by law. They legally can't charge more if you have kids. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I would challenge that. I don't think that sounds right to me. <laughs> well, no, I mean, a lot of places actually don't even rent to people with kids. And even yeah. though that's illegal, but, you know, it's one of those things it's like you got to prove it. So, yeah, yeah. Do it anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. My brother ran into that problem. Him and his wife, they, when they were, uh, Looking for an apartment, they were struggling to find a place that would actually rent to them because they have two kids. And no way, that's yeah, crazy. A lot of apartment buildings just won't don't want to deal with it, so they just don't even bother, you know, renting it. And then they say it's like, oh, sorry, we found someone else. Wow, that's crazy. Yep, that's the world, man. Yeah, man, what can you do, right? Uh, eat the rich. That's that's what I gotta say. I don't think you're on that side anymore, Jerry. <laughs> What? I don't think you're on that side anymore. Oh boy. It's it, I will listen. let it be known to our, our wonderful listeners, the ones that are still hanging around. I think that Jerry is a, a class traitor. Oh boy. There is no sides, Pat. It's just a circle. It just depends on you know. <laughs> oh, see, that's that's exactly like someone who who's a fucking <laughs> ship jumper would say, Jerry. <laughs> we're all the same, guys. We're all the same. Rich and poor, we're all part of a circle. <laughs> don't eat us. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Jerry's hammer and sickle has has fallen in his uh it used to hang up right behind him in his uh just because they're gold plated doesn't change the fact that they're hammers and sickles. <laughs> yeah, Jerry's tone has taken a much more uh libertarian bent in the last uh the last year or so. I don't know if you guys have picked up on that. 
I'm just I'm just relishing it, rolling in it because uh, I just uh, I sold a big chunk of my collection. Uh, yeah, how'd that week. go? Did you sell? Did you like tell it to like a store or just a person or how that? No, I so I sold it to James Keenan. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he's a good friend of ours. I actually like when I was learning to play Legacy. Uh, you know, back back or not actually. Sorry, let me correct that. When I came back to Legacy in college, mm-hmm. um, he used to play at uh, the local shop that I played with. Um, yeah, yeah. That's Entertainment in Worcester. Yep. Um, so I've I've known him for you know over a decade at this point through like the Matt uh, Legacy community. And uh, now he op- he started operating MTG Sick Deals. It started off as a Facebook group, and he's now like spun that into a uh, entire like business. Yeah. So uh, he offered me a sweet deal where basically I just you know handed him all of my unsorted piles of cardboard and deck graveyard, you know, yep. <laughs> playables that have been taken apart and smushed together, and you know there was no organization whatsoever but it's like oh here's like some 50 cent rares and uh here's a moat yep <laughs> so, yep um you know there's not very many people that i would trust to just like hand that and ex- hope they give me a good you know what the cards are worth but yeah you know i trust him so he did that and him and his guys uh like sorted my entire collection priced it out and uh made me an offer on it and uh, i decided to take it so nice i hang i hung on to you know, foiled out sneak and show. So obviously still have foiled out sneak and show. And then I also kept uh blue white stone blade, mm-hmm. uh, a commander deck and uh, my pre-modern deck. Mm-hmm. And then I pretty much sold all my other legacy playables. Okay. Um, oh, what and was I, that I, like letting go to all letting, letting go of all that stuff. Uh, kind of a relief actually, because I hadn't played with like, these are all cards that have just been sitting in binders or sitting yeah. in like a thousand count boxes for years and years and years. And, mm-hmm. or honestly just a fire hazard for, uh, <laughs> you know, the majority of that time, like I have my decks that I play, like I I'm sleeving up sneak and show. And then I kept another deck so I could, you know, if I wanted to, I could play them against each other. Or if I ever got sick of playing combo, I had a, you know, in a more control style deck that I could switch it up to, Got but you know, getting rid of all the rest of the stuff felt good. Um, I still have some like like sealed boxes and I have some bulk that I still need to get rid of and, you know, things like that. But, you know, the the majority of the like co- my collection that takes up space, uh, I sold off. So it feels good to kind of slim down and just have what I actually need and, yeah, you know, let those cards get out there and have somebody else enjoy them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, James is uh is, I met him the first time at like iHeart <laughs> Games. We were doing like a win of duels, you and me. It was you and me back way back in the day. And um he was super nice and then invited me to that that Sick Deals Facebook group. And I think I've been a part of it ever since. Like it's had a few different iterations. It's been nuked once or twice just to get rid of some uh some chaff in there. They seem to like um keep like decent people in there, you know. And yep. um and yeah, so James is uh super reputable. I, that's actually not a bad idea. Maybe I wonder if he I would think that my collection is uh, ex- like significantly less valuable than the, the collection that you were parting with, but I'm considering that, that might not be a bad idea because I have like so many cards just sitting in piles around my office, and I really want to turn this into Luke's new bedroom. So maybe that'd be yeah. a good a good way for me to get rid of some of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to like effort versus profit. Like, did I give up value selling it to James? Yes, totally. Yeah. But did I save hundreds of hours of right. cataloging cards and selling them and then, you know, putting them in envelopes, going to the post office and, you know, dealing with all that bullshit? I just figured it was it was worthwhile. You know, yeah, I, totally. I 
I held on to my reserve list cards. I will say that though. Um, so like my dual lands, my Eureka, um, you know, my net uh, survival of the fittest, like all mm-hmm. like all that stuff. I, um, I held on to, um, I don't know if I'm going to sell that or not yet, just because I look at some of the reserve list card, like, like right before the pandemic, I sold a moat and a tabernacle and both of those are like double to three times what they're worth when I sold them. So, you know, it, it's, it's hard, hard pressed to, to, you know, make that decision, but I'm going to be buying a house pretty soon. So I'm probably gonna have to let those go uh, when I'm ready to pull the trigger on that. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what area are you looking or have you, have you started looking or you're just kind of like getting prepared sort of thing? Yeah. I mean, we still have a, we just signed another year uh, lease on okay. our apartment that goes from September. So you know, I'm starting starting the process now because it took me so like that's a big reason why I uh, sold it to James too. The collection was because mm-hmm. I literally had these sitting next to my computer for a, a, almost exactly a year, and I kept being like, "Okay, I'm gonna like put these in a spreadsheet so I can sell them. Oh, well, I'm gonna do it eventually. I'm gonna do it eventually." And they just were, you know, gathering dust, <laughs> and I just wasn't getting around to it. So I'm just like, "Fuck it, yeah, you know, here, yeah. take it. Tell me what it's worth. I trust you." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's always good. That's the thing, too, is like I would have no qualms about entrusting it to someone like James. You know what I mean? Like That's the thing is like he's he's a good like you can vouch for that kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. That's cool, man. That's cool. So slimming down the collection and uh, the dogs just like uh, just causing havoc in your home right now. Yep, that's 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 another thing. I had to sell the collection before the dog destroyed it. Yeah, I thought about that too. I'm like, Jerry, I hope all your shit's up high, bro. Yeah, like I, I can keep sneaking show safe, you know. Are you but, still uh are you, are you still growing in your in your uh in your closet? Yeah, well she yeah, she uh dog likes to eat plants, so basically <clears throat> my entire uh all my basil and mint and oh, no. uh, all that stuff just got absolutely destroyed. So so oh, much no. for the herb garden. <laughs> oh no. What a little um, rascal. Yeah. Uh but I'm I'm glad now. So basically my entire magic collection can fit into a single backpack right now, which nice. I'm, I'm pretty happy about. Which is also nice where like if there, you know knock on wood if there was ever a fire, it's like okay, grab the backpack and we're good. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So um, I know the big thing we want to talk about was there was some Warhammer four zero 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 card spoiled. It's a forty k pad. Well, it's it's printed out as four zero comma zero zero zero. There's one hundred sixty eight cards in this uh, commander expansion, and this is like the crossovers we had talked about before, right, Jerry? Like the uh, crossovers with other IPs that they're doing. Uh, so pretty yep. cool to see they're bringing guns back to uh to magic. I like to see that. <laughs> I'm, I'm super glad. What do you mean back? I think against it's... that a long time ago and uh, uh, brought it back just for the sake of uh some fucking crossover the Warhammer. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, wizard saying you know, hey, we're never gonna really have guns and magic, but until that paycheck got ridden. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I love to see I... it. Love to see it. You know. <laughs> I, I can sense the sarcasm just dripping off of you, Pat. I, I will say oh, I though, see at least two guns. Okay. Well, I think it's going to be a, a continuing thing. I guess when it's called Warhammer, you know, it's a, it's just about combat. Uh, yeah. We'll probably see a lot of that. I will say it's not as bad. But I'm, as I'm, hey, just for full, about. full, just for full, full, you know, full honesty. I'm not a bitch. I don't really care about guns in my magic art. I just think it's funny. They went back on their, on their, <laughs> their stance. Yeah, I, I will say it's uh it's not as bad as I was afraid of. Like when they announced Warhammer 40k, I thought they were gonna go like 
super heavy on the space Marines and it was not going to feel like magic at all. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely some of that in this set. Like, don't get me wrong, but like looking through the spoiler, I would say like 75 to 90% of the spoiler looks like a normal magic set. Um, In fact, when I saw one of the first spoilers for it, I didn't even realize it was from the 40 K set. Okay. I think like probably the Tyranids and uh, the Necron decks do a lot to favor that since they're monsters. So they kind of fit into magic pretty well. And Mm -hmm. like, yes, there's some stupid space Marine stuff that doesn't really fit with magic, but you know, that's, that's, that's okay. Probably like the most, what go ahead. I was going to say the artwork that I've looked through is pretty fucking cool to be honest with you. Yeah. Apparently they got uh, uh, some pretty famous uh, Warhammer 40 K artists to do the artwork for it. And you know, they're really good and it, it came out really well. I mean, there is some dumb ones like I'm looking at this one, like this Vanguard suppressor, <laughs> like it's like some space Marine holding what looks to be a belt fed flamethrower. Not nice. Really, not really sure how that works. Like that just looks like someone who doesn't understand how, you know, flamethrowers or guns work. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, I would say that's, that's few and far between the majority of the artwork uh, doesn't really break the mold. Uh, for magic i think it fits in pretty well uh, they they really leaned heavily on like the knights and the melee combat and bladed weapons and uh you know much fewer on the guns plasma cannons and yeah there's like there's a couple plasma cannons <laughs> but there's there's not there's not any too many i'm just trying to be on um, look on the bright side pat it's not as bad as i was afraid of it's not I as a, bad i see as a I gatling gun on the reaver titan no, to be to be honest with you, I could not. I literally could not care less. Like about what's in the like, is it close to the magic art? My thing was just like, as long as the cards are like, um, don't break the formats. You know what I mean? That's really all I really cared about. That's yeah. that's that's my concern. Uh, taking a look though, it looks like there's three semi-playable cards so far that have been. Oh yeah, so I, this is my first look at the set. So you'll have to introduce me to these cards. Yeah, probably the most interesting one and most playable, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt, is Poxwalkers. Okay. Oh, um, I think I saw this mentioned on the, the, the subreddit. Yeah, so people were pretty excited about it for things like Nick Fit and Pox. So yep. it, that's why I'm saying, we you know, when we call it playable, take it with a grain of salt, because mm-hmm, technically, mm-hmm. technically everything's playable in Nick Fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pox Walkers is two and a black for a zombie. It's a three one with death, death touch. And it has curse of the walking pox. Whenever you cast a spell from anywhere other than your hand, return Pox Walkers from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Um, so basically it combos with flashback cards um, to, uh, and, you know, as well as some other stuff out there, but the big thing it combos with is it, uh, it basically makes your cabal therapies free for flashback okay yeah, yeah. um so uh, this is what this is what the judge told me so if the judge is around don't yell at me but um you know when you if you sacrifice it to flashback cabal therapy it then sees the cabal therapy being flashback and returns for free mm-hmm. so you don't end up actually having to sacrifice a creature to uh cast your cabal therapies from the graveyard mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean i think that's pretty cool yeah, that's dope. I mean, anytime you have some sort of like recursion zombie things, like things like Zombardment, Nick Fit. Um, I think I don't know if Dredge was talking about this at all. I don't 
but you know, you could also see playing dredge. I think dredge probably has better options mm-hmm. for, for that slot, but you know, it, it's definitely an option for a lot of those kind of recursion style creature decks. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, then the other combo I saw was, it's not the iron throne. I was just watching game of thrones. So I forgot the golden throne. Is that any good? <laughs> yeah. The new go- game of thrones. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really like it. Um, Cause I really like, I mean, I watched the whole thing, the, the first you it, know, iteration and I just, the last season kind of, especially the last episode was a little bit of a bummer for me. So yeah, the last like three seasons, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it feels like season one of Game of Thrones. Oh, interesting. So if, okay. Yeah, if you're looking to go back to like the heyday of Game of Thrones, uh, I definitely recommend it. Also, it's based on a book that JR, uh, that uh, George R. R. Martin already finished. So it's not like they're going to run out of material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's it's really good. Okay, cool. Hey, there uh, are the, there's no reprints in this uh, in this set, huh? Yeah, I didn't take a look too much, but I, I probably wouldn't be surprised. Is it, yeah. I think it's all 100% real. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, uh, Oh, yeah, the Golden Throne. So it's just it's a legendary artifact for four with arcane life support. Uh, if you would lose the game, instead, exile the Golden Throne and your life total becomes one. Uh, and then it has a thousand souls die every day. Tap it sacrifice a creature add three mana and any com- combination of colors to your mana pool okay. so it combos with karn because karn's minus two lets you uh grab an artifact that you own from outside the game or exile right so basically you can just keep popping the golden throne and get it again with karn to replay it like Get very fragile because all it takes is them having like a secondary burn spell or something like that to finish you off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of a cheesy combo that you can run with Karn uh, to, you know, basically, you know, if, if your opponent's a creature based deck and their only way of winning is through the attack step, you know, that'll, that'll shut them down. You know, they right. can't, they can't attack you twice in a turn. Um, so if your opponent isn't running burner or, or some other like combo to win on the spot, if they're, if their only way to winning the game is through the combat step, you know, you can use this to combo with Karn to make sure that, that, uh, that never happens. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably more of an EDH combo than a legacy combo, but mm-hmm. just the fact that it's an artifact that combos with Karn that can tutor for it means it's free. So I wouldn't be surprised if you, we see it occasionally in like the sideboard of a Karn deck sure, as yeah, just like yeah. a cheesy one of to, you know, just be a tutor. Cause I, I you know, actually I probably would have run this if running the, uh, the mono black deck in the, mm-hmm. the team tournament I played in. Yep. Like just having this as a, like a, it kind of reminds me of like glacial chasm and the lands decks. Like you just okay. run a, a one of glacial chasm to crop rotation for like break yep. glass and in case of emergency. Yep. You know, I kind of see this as being like a one of slot in the, the car and sideboard hmm. as just like an emergency, you know, prevent your opponent from winning the game. Hmm. Okay. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, And then finally the, Last one uh, is out of the tunes. This one I think is definitely an EDH combo pad. I don't okay. know if it's gonna. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to uh, see uh, legacy play. But out of the tombs is an enchantment for two and a black. 
at the beginning of your upkeep, put two Aeon counters on out of the tombs, then mill cards equal to the number of Aeon counters on it. If you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, instead return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. If you can't, you lose the game. Honestly, 90% of that text is actually meaningless for this combo. Yep. <laughs> um, the only thing that matters is that it has Aeon counters. Okay. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure like Wizards probably just forgot about this, but um, so it comes into play with Aeon counters. And back in Zendikar, there was this card called Magasi, the Water Veil. Mm-hmm. which is a land that enters the battlefield tapped. It taps for one blue, and then it has one blue tap it, put an Aeon counter on uh, Mag- Magosi, the Water Veil, skip your next turn. And then it has tap, remove an Aeon counter from Magosi, the Water Veil, to return it to its owner's hand, take an extra turn after this one. Okay. And then that combos with a third spell called uh, actually a, a land called nesting grounds, which mm-hmm. is a land that tops for colorless. Then it has one in tap, move a counter from one target permanent you control to another target permanent you control. Huh. So you basically can combo if you have all three of these in play at the same time. So two lands and an enchantment, mm-hmm. uh, you can take infinite turns. Okay. Because you just you keep moving every turn, you move an Aeon counter from out of the tomb to Magosi the Water Veil. Oh, I see, I see. And then you use Magosi the Water Veil to take an extra turn. Interesting. Okay. So that those, sounds like an EDH thing, though. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 I don't see that seeing legacy play. Yeah. But it's cool. Totally. Yeah. Now, I've just been going through all these like cards like that. It's just the arts, the arts, fun. I can see why people like Warhammer. The aesthetic is pretty dope. Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm I'm less. You paint those right? You've it. painted or you've painted those in the past? Yeah, I've done I've done more. Like I've never played Warhammer, but I've painted a couple of the minis. It's kind of goes hand in hand with like D and D mini painting. Yeah. Um, you know, I I'd like to learn how to play the game. Like it seems fun. You know, it's another nerdy hobby that costs a lot of money, so it seems like it's right <laughs> up my alley. <laughs> but you get to have toolboxes full of little guys, you know, that you have to carry around, which is pretty awesome. And you get yeah. to rock tape measures all the time. It's like magic without the resale value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I bet the minis probably sell pretty well, like if they've been all painted and stuff, but yeah, but it's kind of like think about it as if it's like magic where everyone altered their own deck. Right. So it's like like magic cards generally go up over time if they're playable with yeah. Warhammer. I feel most of your stuff is going to be worth less because right, right. like, unless you kept it sealed and like, I'm sure like stuff that comes sealed in the box probably goes up in value for Warhammer. Like mm-hmm. if it's like rare models that they don't make anymore, like sure. Those probably go up, but I think once you take it out of the box and paint it, that probably diminishes a lot of the value. Um, our listeners could correct me and tell me I'm completely wrong. I mean, I have no idea what the that's secondary. just your that's just kind of like your, your that's just my 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 pseudo education educated uh, <laughs> guess on it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's pretty fun. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, any other cards? Kind of like I like I said, I I literally have not had time to look at this at all, but. Any other cards that you know that kind of like were interesting to people or no, though I will say this has gotten my so it's funny. So my friends who do play Warhammer mm-hmm. think it's really cool. Uh and they're like, Oh, this is cool. Like we should draft it. 
And I'm like, uh, you actually can't draft it. These are commander decks. Right, right. And they instantly lost all desire <laughs> <laughs> to play this other like, oh, yeah. yeah, no, forget that. You're asking a lot. You're asking a lot of people who don't play any magic to like, I, I, I mean, maybe drafting to me seems like the, well, I guess maybe EDH is the easiest way into the game. I don't, I really don't know, but yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think the thing is, is like, if you had it, and just like you had the decks and you just let them play they probably would play but like they don't really have any like to them magic is like going to the movies right like when they draft they draft for the draft experience they don't care about keeping the cards or anything right. like that like it's it's literally just for them it's like oh it's 25 bucks here's a night of entertainment right right i can have fun with yeah i um, get that so like that's that's their perspective as far as like my friends who like are more Warhammer orientated. Um, whereas like, they're just not like the idea of having a deck and like playing with that deck. Uh, it just isn't as exciting for them. They're more about yeah. the draft experience. Hmm. All right. I get it. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall it, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the set. It doesn't seem too too uh, genre breaking cards. Well, that's a good cool. thing, right? All things considered. Yeah, and like the cards that are playable aren't genre breaking, especially. Yeah. Um, like I'd probably be kind of pissed if uh <laughs> what is this like <laughs> locust heavy destroyer <laughs> 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 or like triarch stalker, which just looks like the like the spider droid from uh Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, I wonder if like um or let the galaxy burn, which is just like a planet exploding that doesn't seem very magic y. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh like I said, some of the cards are like you like you said, seem very like like uh Vexilus Praetor looks like it could be in a magic set. Whereas like some of the other ones are like, Oh yeah, this is definitely out of out of that universe. But yeah, it's yeah, or uh Grayson Starn, which literally looks like something out of the Mandalorian. It's (laughs) it's it's literally Bill Burr from the Mandalorian. It's it's a it's a cowboy. Hey, we could all use a little bit more Bill Burr in our magic game. That's true. I should get this, I should get this card and then get it altered to be Bill Burr, but it's uh it's it's a cowboy with with like two revolvers, then he has a robot arm holding a third Mm -hmm. revolver. Because, yeah, that's exactly what I would want, Pat. Instead of getting, like, I don't know, like a rifle or some other, you know, more effective weapon, I'm going to get a robot arm so I can have another pistol. That's my goal. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So what else is what? So I, I think ELD had a uh, had an open this past week, right? Yeah, I believe so. I, I was going to go, but I couldn't get time to go to it. It was actually yesterday. I don't think results have come out yet. I'm not sure. I saw something on his on the on his Facebook, maybe, or maybe he put it on his Instagram. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, yeah, it was on Sunday, which obviously there was no way I was gonna make that. Um, but uh, but yeah, it looks like yeah. Um, he had it on Sunday. Rob took it down, playing Death Shadow. Death Shadow, take it down. Wow. Yeah, Death Shadow. Um, let's look at the list. Four Wasteland, two Delta, two Strand, two Tarn. So that's the, all the Death Shadow, Murktide Regent, three Baleful Strix, a Brazen Bower. So four Ponder, four Brainstorm, four EI, four Days, four Force, four Snuff Out, 
four thought sees a fatal push and a stubborn denial. Okay. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Something to check it out. I'm curious if he was it was a full uh full house or not, being on a Sunday and all, but that's awesome, man. I know. I uh, I wonder how many people showed up. I uh, I know yeah, a couple it, it of people went. Say, um, but it looks like his next event is the twenty uh, fifth. They're doing the team trio open, which is modern pioneer and legacy. Oh yeah, that's right. Which isn't the the twenty fifth is a Saturday, I think. Mm-hmm. No, it's a Sunday. Did he move his events to Sundays now? Uh, maybe it just works out. Oh yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, that's cool though. Yeah. Eric's always been awesome down in down in Bellingham. If you have a chance to check out his shop, it's uh it's pretty dope. He was actually on the podcast two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then we got our event coming up pretty soon, yeah, Pat. Yeah, October eighth. Yeah, back it's gonna... at uh back at gaming, etc. Yeah, two two weeks from when this episode comes out. Actually, probably by the time this episode comes out, I'm guessing pre-registration is going to be open. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sure if you check the Leaving a Legacy Facebook group, uh, you can pre-register there. Uh, yeah, last one was a 5K. Uh, so definitely looking to make it a 5K again. Uh, you know, had a great turnout. We raised, what, like $1,200 for charity, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Pat. Um, had some great people on cast. Had some great matches on uh, the Twitch stream. Uh, we gave away a bunch of store credit as the bounty hunters. Uh, so we usually like pick a couple, uh, you know, repeat uh, winners uh, for either like top eight participants or just, you know, other people from the community. Mm-hmm. And then we just give them a bunch of store credit. Uh, so if you take them down at any point during the Swiss, you win store credit. <laughs> I meant to ask you, how did the store credit go over with the people winning it? Were they pretty stoked about it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, originally what we used to do is we used to do, you know, old school booster packs. Right. Like we'd give out like a pack of Ice Age or a pack of Alliances or, you know, things like that. And unfortunately, since the pandemic, booster pack prices have gone through the absolute roof (laughs) and we just like can't really afford to do that anymore. Like, I think when we started doing this, an Alliance booster pack was like $20. (laughs) And now an Alliance booster pack is, I don't know, let's take a look. Too much. I know we've given out Tempest before and Tempest is insanely expensive and yeah, even like the, even like the funny packs were like way more expensive than they used to be. Uh, so I think we, I think the, the thought was like, basically while Jerry's looking this up was like the way we could like basically make the most people like give out stuff to the most amount of people, the most amount of headhunters was to like do store credit, which I think ended up working out really nice. I think there was, and there was like a bunch of $10 ones and then a $50 one or, Five yeah, would, fifty, something like that. So I think, I think the most we did was a hundred dollars in store credit. So if you yep. beat someone, you got a, a hundred. I think Bob Huang got the hundred dollars in store credit to nice. uh, to give out. But so I just looked it up. So when we started this, the Alliance booster packs were like twenty dollars a pack, and mm-hmm. now they're going for between seventy five and a hundred dollars for a single booster pack of alliances. Jeez, that's crazy. Uh, so, you know, I hope people like the store credit because we're not going to do booster packs at those prices. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, I figure like people just don't want like the newer booster packs. Like, right. And the, yeah, yeah. Like even doing modern master seals kind of cheap. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of though, Pat, we still need, uh, some recommendations. If we don't get any recommendations, we're probably just going to run back the hot ones challenge. I mean, listen, my, I would love to do the hot ones challenge again. That was super fun. Um, but yeah, if people have other other suggestions. We're down to hear them for sure. Yeah, 
So uh, let us know. I floated a couple things that Pat wasn't too keen on. Um, well, yeah, like like a hot dog eating challenge. I'm just like thinking of like just barfing up all the hot dogs later. Like I just rather have like uh, my butthole burning for a day or two than be throwing <laughs> up hot dogs. I'd rather deal with that, you know, like and like and we definitely need higher quality wings next time if we do wings again. Yeah, we already talked about that. Those wings are not not great. Either that or, you know, maybe we get one of those like electroshock uh, therapy, uh, you know, tools. Yes. And yes, yes. We just we go we go back and forth, like slightly increasing the voltage. Yeah. On the balls. <laughs> on the ball. Oh, OK. <laughs> the tennis balls. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll figure something out. But if anyone has anything cool, you know, something that would be fun to do like that, give us a shout, man. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you're going to see us crying on stream again because yeah. uh, tears streaming down our face. It was fun. It was the, the, the wing challenge was fun, man. I enjoyed that. For what it's worth. But I feel like we've already climbed that mountain. So we need a new we need a new hill to climb, you know? Right. Something something different. Something something. Awesome. Well, uh, we got anything else this week, Pat? No, let's just get into scoops and poops, I think. Scoops? Jerry, who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? Uh, I want to scoop James in uh, for taking care of me and, uh, you know, getting a big weight off my shoulders, not having to worry about, you know, having cards all over the place anymore. Nice. Any uh, any poops since you pooped at me last week, I heard. So I did for, shit, for missing. Yeah, you I deserved know. it. You deserved it. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> um oh poop on my car dying this week oh yeah so what happened so it died like uh in your in your parking spot at least right yeah so i had to take uh winnie to the vet and i go downstairs and i get in my car and so i take my car and I, like i press the button to unlock it and nothing happens like oh that's weird uh so i like i use the key to unlock the door mm-hmm and I get in the car and I put the key in the ignition. I turn the ignition and just like nothing. Jeez. Like not even, not even like, uh, <laughs> you know, you know how like when your car's dead. Yeah. Like, like, like something like you'll get like some bells or anything, like some alerts yeah. or things like that. Like straight nothing. Like <laughs> hit by an EMP fried <laughs> uh, my car. So did you, uh, did you get a toad? No, the good thing about it dying in my parking spot is I just just there right now. <laughs> Do you think it could be your battery, like a dead battery? Yeah, it might be the bed, dead battery, but like usually there's some sort of like backup power too, right? No, if your battery is dead, nothing's gonna come on. But like I've had batteries die in cars before. So and like there's two two ways your bat your battery can so you 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 need a certain amount of amps to turn over your motor basically. So you have your batteries connected to your starter. Your starter essentially cold turns your motor until it ends up combusting enough fuel to keep it running on its own so that's like when you hear like someone like you know you you first turn your key here that did it like that's the starter moving right and then you mm-hmm. then you let go of your key and you just hear your engine running but if you don't have enough if your battery is completely dead you won't get any lights in your car you'll get nothing in your car no lights no starter nothing so you can have enough so I guess what I'm saying is like you can have enough power in your battery to like turn on some of your of your auxiliary lights, but not enough to get your starter cranking. But it sounds oh. like you have a full drain of your battery. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So it's if you have like AAA or anything, they can come test your battery for you. Or if you have a multimeter, you can test it yourself and see what you have. Uh, 
if, it, if it's completely drained, you'll be able to figure that out. And if it's easy to swap it out a battery, that's like a hundred bucks. It's easy peasy, you know? Yeah. I'll have to do that. Cause but I know you said your, your car's on its last legs to anyway. So yeah, I generally drive cars like into the ground until the yeah. wheels fall off, but uh, same, same. I'm in the middle I, of that with my Jeep right now. I went, I went to the dealership and uh, they wanted it. They're selling cars that haven't even arrived in the country yet. <laughs> they're like, wild. they're like, yeah, we have this car. It's available. It's on the water. It's going to be delivered in that should be fucking like, illegal, by like the way. two, two to three months, but you can buy it right now. And then, hey, and then you can come pick it up when it's here. <laughs> I, I highly recommend cars.com. Cause when I was looking for a new Jeep, that was a great place to like, to just see a ton of different, like tiny dealerships. Um, That'll be, you'll be able to like, you know, find awesome deals there. So I recommend that if you can. Yeah, I'll have to do that because like the other thing is like, oh, maybe I'll get used to save some money. And, but then it's just like the used market, like, like a, my, the brand new car I was looking at that they wanted to sell me that wasn't going to get here for like two to three months is like 32,000. Yeah. Uh, or I can get a, uh, a 2018 used. So for going on five years old now at this right. point. Uh, for two thousand dollars less. Yeah, that is absolutely <laughs> insane. That, that that's out in towards you in Boston, right? The Boston area. Yeah, North Shore, but yeah. Yeah, I would I would check out some of the stuff in Western Mass where it's a lot less competitive. You can find some much better deals out there because that's crazy. I would never do that. Right. Yeah, but but what yeah. Um. What about you? So scoops for me. I'm scooping my football team this week. I think I did it last year too when we had big win, but uh. Beating down Oakwood felt good this week, especially after that six nothing loss last week. So in overtime, so I was proud of those boys. They've, they've come a long way this season. So shout out to my uh, my Pee Wee team for the uh, North Smithfield Express. Whoop whoop! Taking them, taking them to the playoffs this year, man. We want to get back to the Super Bowl. So hell yeah, let's go, let's go. <laughs> and awesome. uh, yeah, hopefully pre reg should be up on the Gaming Center website. Um, for the LAL Open 9, 10, something like that. Um, and yeah, we'll be having that going soon too. The, the the Legacy Pit event is in a few weeks, so that'll be cool. So we got a lot of stuff going on in the fall, man. Yeah, lots of stuff. Uh, definitely come on out to the uh, Leaving Legacy Open. I always see people saying, oh, I'm going to try and do it. I'm, I'm going to make it this time. This is your time to do it. Yeah. This is your time to do it. Your time is now. Yep. Um, Do it. Yeah. God hates a coward, right, Jerry? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks everyone for hanging out this week. Uh, sorry, we're a little light on the magic topic, but there's just not a ton that I, I'm. I obviously haven't played this week uh, or the last few weeks, so it's been super busy. But um, hopefully, we get a little bit more next week for you. And then, you know, in the meantime, uh, register for the open. It'll be a fun time. Hell yeah! See everyone there. All right. See you guys. Bye.